everyone. Welcome to The More The Merrier. This is Donna G. As usual, you can find me on my socials at TMTM with Donna G. And that goes for Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Coming up on today's show, we're in the fundraising mood, but don't touch that dial. I do have guests for you, as well as music, and I've got prizes. If you go to www.ciut.fm, make a donation, and list The More The Merrier as a show you wish to support, you will be entered into the draw for my exclusive show prizes. My guests today represent different genres of the arts. I'll have interviews with Dwayne Morgan, spoken word, Giles, music, James McNally, Shorts That Are Not Pants Film Festival, and Lindsay Middleton will be representing theater, theater of the beat to be precise. But why don't we get things started now with some music from Alex Bird. The way she moves through gridlock streets like an angel's grace has kissed her feet. The way she moves, she moves me. Hi, this is Alex Bird and the Jazz Mavericks. Community radio is a really important thing. And if you like listening to shows like this, the more the merrier. Now is the time to donate. We'd really appreciate it if you go to www.ciut.fm and make a donation to the more the merrier. Thank you so much. The way she moves, she moves me. She moves and flips her hair Like a silent dancer in the midnight square The song she's hearing sets her free The way she moves, she moves me The way she moves, she moves me She's the girl with faraway eyes She's like Dorsey's clear blue skies She's somewhere beyond the sea The way she moves, she moves me The way she the town the world just stops spinning around hold my breath what do i see the way she moves she moves me the way she moves she moves me she's the girl with faraway eyes she's like dorsey's clear blue skies she's somewhere
through fight of me by her side I'd sing a song that would light the night I'd give my heart to be so free Cause the way she moves, she moves me 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 This is Alex Burr and the Jazz Mavericks. Please make a donation to The More The Merrier. One lucky winner from The More The Merrier will actually win one autographed CD, our new album out, Whiskey Kisses. Please donate. www.ciut.fm. Thank you very much. Dwayne Morgan is a poet, speaker, and social entrepreneur. Besides being a two-time Canadian National Poetry Slam champion, he's an award-winning poet, he has also published 12 books and performed internationally from Germany to Ghana, from Turkey to Trinidad, and of course, Canada and the U.S. He joined me to talk about his latest venture, When Brothers Speak. Dwayne has also donated a sweet treat for donors to The More, The Merrier. So again, www.ciut.fm, make your donation and your name will be entered into the exclusive The More, The Merrier draw. Dwayne Morgan is a name that if you live in the GTA, you've probably heard. If you live in the States and you're part of the spoken word scene, you may you may also know his name from that. When I mention things like when brothers speak, when sisters speak, his uh, own career, I, too much to go in. So I'm definitely going to point you to the website after this interview. But I just want to get started with Dwayne and welcome to CIUT. When Brothers Speak, the longest running showcase of Black male spoken word poets. Uh, congratulations on that. Well, thank you very much. And, and thank you for having me on to talk about it. Tell me about the upcoming event, the next incarnation in this virtual world that we're living in. Uh, well, I mean, first, um, you know, my One Sister Speak show was canceled the night before because of uh, COVID. And I had, you know, artists flown into town in hotels. And then the city said, change the number of people that could be in a room. And I had to cancel the whole thing. So I had mm -hmm. to figure out, am I going to go ahead with this show? Or am exactly. I cancel the show? Because it's, it's a huge undertaking. It's a huge show. It's, uh, you know, financially, um, you know, it's, it's a, a, a big undertaking to do. And I said, well, you know what? There is an opportunity here. Uh, and, and the greatest part of that opportunity is, you know, a lot of times, you know, people would come to the show and they say, oh my gosh, I wish, you know, my, my friend in New York could see this or, you know, my friend in England or whatever. And, and now that's a possibility. So now we've moved it to, um, you know, a virtual digital um, event. And that allows us now to have an audience outside of Toronto. So uh, I'm interested to see how that goes. I mean, it changes how I have to, you know, do marketing and try to reach out to people and, and that sort of thing. Uh, but I've always liked and welcomed, you know, challenges. And this one is definitely that. 
And for those people who, you know, know what I do and know my career, you know, I've always tried to, um, you know, raise the bar and present work at the highest possible level. So I'm also trying to do that with this show. So it's not going to be, you know, the typical show that people have kind of gotten used to, you know, maybe on, on zoom where, you know, one person comes up and the next person comes up and maybe one person's, you know, Wi-Fi is chipping in and out and you can't hear them properly and that sort of thing. Um, you know, I've done everything to avoid that. This is going to be like watching a spoken word movie. Um, and we're working very hard behind the scenes to put it all together, to give people, and experience like nothing that they've experienced since we've been on lockdown. I'm glad you mentioned the behind the scenes because it's diff- it's a learning curve for a lot of people and uh, you want to give people the best show possible. So thank you for letting people know that, you know, you're doing the hard work so that you can present them uh, with something fresh and new. So how many, um, how many brothers are joining you this time, Dwayne? All right, so we're gonna have um, six artists um, who are going to be joining me. Uh, as I always do, I'll perform some poems. And then I have four other gentlemen from Toronto, uh, Akil Elijah, Nigel Birch, Scribe, and Ian Kedaku. And then I have two guest poets from Los Angeles, Ed Mabry and Prentice Powell. So uh, altogether, there will be um, seven uh, being presented in the show. And what can we expect from you? Um, I think, you know, my, the pieces that I am delivering are pieces written throughout this lockdown period, uh, with the exception of one poem, which is the title poem for my most recent book, uh, which was supposed to be launched at When Sisters Speak, which we've already heard and discussed what happened with that. So Mm -hmm. the book is available. Some people have it, but it hasn't officially been launched. So I'm doing the, uh, I'll perform the um, the title poem from from that as well. Tell people the name of the book. Let's get it out there. All right. The book is called Period and Other Lessons from My Daughter. And it's uh, most of the poems in the in this particular collection deal with um, socialization and gender, and you know, as a father raising a daughter, how that changes how you see the world and how you understand who you are and power, privilege, and all of these things. So um, that is kind of what the the theme of that particular collection is. Wonderful. Great to see this continuation of the father-daughter because I've seen your YouTube videos with her in it. Yeah, absolutely. I try to keep her as close as possible. And I I always want to make sure that she knows what it is that I do and that she has, um, you know, access to be a part of it if she wants to be a part of it. So I don't, you know, impose it upon her. But if, you know, um, you know, there are poems that I have that she, you know, really likes and she takes it upon herself to like learn them and I'm like, well, if you know it, why don't you perform it with me? Exactly. So, Dwayne, uh, did you ever imagine that When Brothers Speak would be going on today, still after all these years? Uh, I absolutely never imagined. When I when I started the show, I thought it was going to be, you know, just this one-off thing that I was going to do. Um, and here we are uh, 21 years later. And the show is still going. People still, you know, look forward to it, get excited about it. And, uh, you know, I think it's really important, especially, 
this year because you know we're talking about all of the social justice stuff we're talking about black lives matter uh, but it's also really important to look at um, who's shaping the narrative and who's telling the stories and i think a show like when brothers speak uh, it is the actual lived experiences and the actual lived thoughts of black men uh, it's not you know somebody saying hey this is what is happening it's the actual men saying, hey, this is what I'm experiencing. And I think that's really important to, to uh, make sure that that voice is out there and is being heard. Mm-hmm. How much is this event? Uh, the event is $20. Um, so it's uh, you go to CYA, CYA.live and you can just buy your tickets there and then they give you all the credentials that you need to sign on on the 28th for the show. And then it's, you're just good to go. You just show up at 8 p.m. on the 28th and bam, it'll be there for you. Wonderful. Uh, Dwayne, thank you so much for joining me and uh, you know contributing to this radio show and this radio station. A community is important to me as it is to you. So I really value the time that you were able to spend with me today and talking about When Brothers Speak. Oh, it's definitely a pleasure. Thank you for, for reaching out. And it's always great to, to talk about, you know, what I do and what's happening in the community. Again, When Brothers Speak, November 28th. I'll be tuning in and I hope you will too. This is spoken word artist Dwayne Morgan inviting you to please make a donation to CIUT. You can make that donation at CIUT.FM and make sure you let them know that you want to support the more the merrier. Black fathers and daughters are seldom showcased in mainstream media, which is why I'm so happy that Dwayne has generously donated a copy of his book, period, and other lessons from my daughter. As he mentioned, the launch was canceled due to COVID-19, but one lucky winner from the More the Marriers donation list will win a copy of this book. She is an international award-winning indie musician from right here in the Six. She has performed at the Toronto Jazz Festival and is known for a variety of styles from soul to funk to reggae. Back in the day when she was in her wee early teens, she performed backup for her sister Camille Douglas at the Bamboo Club. Her name is Giles, and I reconnected with her after her interview here with us earlier in the summer. So here now is my chat with Giles. You're listening to CIUT 89.5 FM, and coming at you live from her local mall is Giles, because we've got to get these (laughs) things done when we can. Absolutely. This is the more the merrier. Giles is a friend of the show, so there's no reason why she can't show up, you know, while shopping. Um, anything, in, <laughs> anything in support of community radio, right, Giles? I'm here for it. Now, the last time you were here on the more the merrier, we were talking about, you know, the trials and tribulations and the joys of being an indie musician. And uh, at that time, we were just a few months into uh, COVID. So, girl, how are you doing? Man, I'm surviving. I mean, as we see, COVID has pretty much crippled my industry as as an an artist and doing live shows and things like that. However, 
it has opened up <laughs> the whole virtual world and has actually afforded me a very unique opportunity with a international recording artist um, by the name of Kerwin Dubois. He is pretty big on the soca scene for those who don't know and is um, a Toronto native in the sense that yes, he lives in the city. Um, but he had a competition a couple of months ago, I guess back in June, maybe May, June, and I had gone on his IG live and auditioned to be part of a writing camp that he was offering. Um, got in and that writing camp has kind of spun into this conglomerate of 25 different artists, singers, songwriters, producers, and we've been hard at work ever since then <laughs> and have become a whole entire new family actually of artists just recording and pumping music out. Good for you. Um, COVID has shown me that I have a lot of artist friends and they have had to pivot oh. more than once Yep. Uh, to keep going and to survive and not only survive, but, you know, do the things that they're passionate about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I've had to learn how to record myself, uh, pretty much buy uh, all the things I need for a mini recording studio in my bedroom. Um, I'm still looking at uh, a proper recording mic and some speakers, but I could pretty, I've been recording, sending vocals, doing voiceovers. Like I've had to pivot so quickly to, to even still make somewhat of a semblance of a living, you know, off of, off of my, my passion, my, my career. It's, it's been difficult, but I mean, it's forced me to kind of learn how to do certain things myself. Like I've never recorded myself ever in my life, but these are things I've had to learn how to do. Same here. Same here. <laughs> right? Same here. I had to. I had to buy a microphone. I had to figure out some things uh, in terms of technology that I was yep. used to doing in the studio that I now had to figure out on my own. Uh, yep. People have come together to support me in how to do things a bit better, and that's been a wonderful takeaway from this horrible situation. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, I. I didn't have that community to kind of show me how to do it. I'm just like, okay, listen, I know I have a MacBook and this is no plug to Mac because I don't get paid or get free items, but you know, I have a MacBook. How can I make whatever I have work and then go and buy the things I absolutely have to buy? You know what I mean? Yeah. The necessities. Cause <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, I had to do some research on my microphone before I went and I got that. Exactly. And you, you, you make do with some other free downloads that you can and you ask listen. and sometimes people contribute, right? Exactly. Exactly. So you mentioned this whole international world that's opened up to you. Yeah. Um, how's how's that going with people from other countries discovering you? Listen, it's 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 odd. It's it's very odd. So I mean, with this particular project that we're working on, I mean, there's only two Canadians in the entire you know 25 of us, three including you know Kerwin living in in Toronto. Um, we have members from Guadeloupe, St. Lucia, Trinidad and Tobago, of course, um, Atlanta, Connecticut, New York, uh, 
Virgin Islands, it's it's crazy. And you just kind of build that web of people, which, you know, once you kind of befriend them, their, their followers are like, oh, well, who's this guy or who's this girl? And your network just slowly starts to get a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. It's, it's quite interesting. And the fact that everything that we do is pretty much in-house. Like, I don't have to go and try and find somebody to give me a, a song or a beat or a pulse. Everybody's there. Like, I could just hit up, you know, this person and say, hey, I need a, a rhythm for this. This is the idea I had in my head. And I'll have that within 24 hours. It's it's crazy. Just having these these resources now literally a phone call away at my fingertips. So are, are you saying also that your flavor is changing a bit too? The flavor has changed. I shouldn't say changed. I mean, I've always kind of dabbled in what I'll call island music. So whether we're talking about soca or reggae, I do have, you know, Giles tracks that do have that flavor and sound. Sunrise to sunset. It, listen, you know it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never been able to do more than just dabble, given the, I think the artists at the time that I was working with, they didn't have the tools to produce that sound that we, that I was looking for, that I needed. Mm-hmm. And now that I have this, this opportunity to have people that can create this sound for me, it's something I can explore more. So are we getting a remix? You, you're not even a remix. You're, you're probably getting new tunes completely. Like ah. it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be com- like a patois speaking Giles coming out soon. <laughs> It's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be bullet cheese. You know what that means? Girl? Oh, <laughs> it's going to be sweet. <laughs> right. It's going to be bullet cheese. Like it's going to be some serious things. I mean, I was always apprehensive being a Canadian Caribbean person because yes, as you know, in my household, we speak Patois every day, all day. We are very much Caribbean in my household. But when you are Canadian born and you speak Patois, it's never the same. It always sounds different because you don't yeah. have that natural born innate sound in you. Mm-hmm. So now as the only Jamaican in the entire crew of 25 people, I feel a lot of the pressure kind of comes to me to kind of keep that Jamaican sound, that 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 zest. And, and I don't necessarily have it like I'm no Shensia I'm no Patra or Lady Saw I don't sing or or rap or or DJ like that like it's just not who I am but it's something I've been learning to encompass but still keep true to Giles as an R&B singer because that's where I am you know you know what actually Giles you know what that is that is a Toronto sound you're right that is a Toronto GTA sound and um, it's okay to not sound like the island folk because you know you don't want to be called speaky spoky okay, you and, and, and Jafakin. You know what I so, mean? And, but that's, and it that's is, not it. <laughs> right, exactly. It's a GTA Caribbean sound that uh, Canada has given, you know, to the world. So we have we, over and so, over again. So, so represent that. Represent that. Perspective. Yeah. Thank you. Because other people are going to hear it and go, I sound like that. She's Canadian, but she's Caribbean mm-hmm. background. So it, she sounds like me. So they're going to connect with that, Giles. So you literally yeah. made my pores raise just now because that is, and I actually feel tears because I'm very emotional. I'm a punk. Anyway, that you, thank you. Because that, that just gave me a whole new perspective. You are right. That is such a Toronto sound. I mean, anybody who's been to the, been to the six Toronto GTA, whatever you want to call it, knows that for whatever reason, we have a very high population, dense population of Jamaicans, and that's the dominant culture for whatever reason, good, bad, or indifferent. That's the more dominant culture when it comes to Caribbean 
um, islands in, in Toronto. And you are very right. That is very much our sound. You're very right. Thank you for that. So I'm going to look forward to following up on you on this project. And Oh, I can't wait. Thank you for doing this interview and chatting with me during fundraising time. Um, Anytime. Because you've always had my back. You've always had my back. You know you can call me anytime. I just need the people who are listening, the listeners to be, listen, donate. Do donate. We need community radio. Community radio keeps our sound, our music alive, our artists alive, like myself and many others. We need your help. We need your assistance. And I'm not telling you this because I don't donate myself. I sure do. I absolutely do. Yes, I know you're a donor. You know what I mean? I absolutely do. And this is this is for the listeners. Please, please, please. We need to keep community radio alive, living and well. We have to. It's our sound. It's our city. It's it's our hustle. It's what we do. Giles has donated her EP, We Like to Party, but you must donate to The More the Merrier for a chance to win. www.ciut.fm. List The More the Merrier as the show that you would like to support. This is Giles, Toronto artist, singer of Sunset to Sunrise. Please, please, please make a donation to www.ciut.fm. Today, right now, get on it. Don't sleep. Let's do this.
the Shore Sit or Not Pants Film Festival runs until November 22nd. And James McNally, the founder and director of programming for the festival, joins me. And James has um, an understanding of what it takes uh, to be a nonprofit to try and uh, get supporters. So it only seems fitting that he joins me today to talk about his initiative, Shorts That Are Not Pants. James, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be with you. So Shorts That Are Not Pants has been around since what year, James? Uh, publicly, I guess since 2012. Um, but I, I did start showing short films um, sort of to my friends at about 2009, maybe. So I guess about a decade. And you've been a guest on this show previously, but it's been a while since you've been back. Tell me what things have changed this year, this COVID year, this virtual year. Yeah, I mean, that's the word we're all using now, virtual. Um, uh, I guess we, you know, back in the spring, we were just starting our our, uh, our venue search process and had been, you know, looking at moving to a, a bigger venue. Um, and then all of this happened. And um to be honest, it was a bit of a relief for me because, um, you know, a venue, uh, the, the, the money that we were spending on venue rental was, was a lot. And, um, you know, you could even, even if we had been able to open in a physical space this year, we would have been reduced capacity. So I wasn't really looking forward to spending, you know, three or four times what we spent last year, um, and have, you know, maybe a third of the capacity. So, um, the biggest change, I guess, is that we're online, but that also means that we're nationwide. So, I mean, I'm quite excited that we can reach people in Newfoundland and British Columbia and the Yukon and, you know, all over the country this year. It's, it's pretty exciting for us. So this is an opportunity that uh, you never anticipated and it's working out for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's really exciting just to see where people are watching from. And, uh, and, you know, we've always loved that our name, uh, didn't really have a, a location attached to it. And I think this year it's helped us um, because, you know, it doesn't matter where you live in Canada, shorts that are not pants is, is right next door. It's your film festival. So <laughs> we're excited about that. So people who have not heard of the festival before are going to be interested in the name. Yeah, I'm surprised and, and uh, delighted that people seem to think it's funny. Um, it was basically, it was a private joke. Um, that I've had to explain quite a lot, but um, but a lot of people seem to get it and think that it's a you know that it's a clever name for a film festival. Um, obviously, these shorts are not pants. What that means is that we're not picking things that are not good. That that these are the opposite of that. Actually, that we're picking shorts that we think are are quite excellent. So not pants in the British sense. Exactly. So how many films this year, James? Uh, I believe we're at 74, which is uh, quite an expansion from last year. One of the other benefits of going virtual is that we actually extended our dates. Um, you know, last year we were basically a weekend festival. And this year we've, we've uh, expanded to a full 10 days. And uh, that gave us room also to expand the program. And how has the program expanded? Has it expanded thematically or just in numbers? Um, both. Uh, in fact, the previous years we didn't we didn't actually theme the blocks. It, it seemed like it was it was uh, I don't know. It's a lot of work, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. This year it was a lot of work as well. 
Um, but we expanded the numbers probably about 50% from last year. And uh, we organized everything into 10 blocks, uh, two of which are, uh, I guess, uh, genre-based. Uh, we have an animation block and a documentary block. But the other eight are, are thematic and uh, they cover lots of ground. We have uh, things like Mothers and Fathers, which is films about family relationships. Uh, we have uh, something called uh, Machines, which would be, I guess, sort of sci-fi uh, related things. And, um, uh, and I think what everybody needs right now, we have a block called Laughs, which is uh, just we're giving us all a good, well-needed laugh. Sounds wonderful. Great mix. <laughs> so um, festival passes have been reduced um, yeah. from $40 to $25. And how does that work, James? Uh, you buy your pass on, uh, on our website. You can go to shortsnotpants.com and there's a, a link to uh, our festival website there. Uh, once you have your pass, uh, you just have to unlock whatever block you would like to, uh, to see. Uh, once you unlock the, the block, you have, uh, I believe you have three days to start watching and uh, seven days to finish watching. Uh, of course, all of the films will be available just until the 22nd. Okay. And um, tell me more about the animation spotlight. Oh, well, we've crammed every animated film uh, into one block for you. Uh, I should mention that if you're not interested in the full pass, uh, we have individual tickets, which are on a sliding scale. And they start at just five dollars. Uh, the animation block is one of our more popular blocks from previous years, and this year we have twenty animated films. Uh, because we're not in a physical space, uh, these blocks are quite a bit longer than usual. But what you can do is you can stop and start uh, anytime you want. Uh, once you've started watching, you have, you know, pretty much the whole rest of the festival to, to watch. And uh, we even have some Q and A's that have been pre-recorded. Pre-recorded Q and A's. Uh, name some of the people who will be um, who will be speaking, who will be sharing with the uh, viewing audience. Um, yeah, that's something that was sort of another exciting thing for us this year is that we were able to um, uh, record some Q and A's with with filmmakers that we wouldn't normally have been able to host here in Toronto. So we have uh, a couple of Irish films in the program. Uh, one is called How to Fall in Love in a Pandemic, actually, and was a, a very charming documentary that was made, uh, I guess, maybe around April or May of this year. And uh, we were able to, to speak with the filmmaker. I think you're going to want to see the Q&A for this because the, the documentary uh, leaves us sort of hanging and you'll want to know what happened. Since ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, another Q&A we had was uh, with the director of a film called Toxic, which is uh, a brilliant little thriller from Mexico. And uh, that also has a good pandemic theme. Uh, it wasn't filmed at all in the pandemic, but it's uh, about a couple that go on vacation uh, and then are trapped when uh, an explosion uh, releases a bunch of toxic gas and their relationship quickly comes apart uh, under lockdown. Hopefully that hasn't happened for anybody that's listening, but uh, okay. it's a really interesting film and a great Q&A with the director. So we were talking about the animation. Tell me about the variety of animation that will be featured. Uh, we've got stuff from all over the place. I'm, I'm very excited about a, a couple of films in particular. There's, um, there's a film called Deep Love that's uh, from Ukrainian, uh, a Ukrainian animator. Um, and uh, it's, it's sort of a bonkers 
I would say there's some political uh, satire in it, but it's just really a sort of an absurd uh, commentary on the world. Um, you'll want to see that. Uh, and there's a couple of really smart um, student uh, animated films. There's a Canadian film called Prey, which is about uh, a hunter and sort of the, I don't know, there's a sort of a, a turnabout there that happens to him. Uh, and that's from a bunch of students, uh, third year students at Sheridan College, which is very impressive. Um, there's a great film from France called A La Mode, which is uh, about a, a mythical kingdom of people who are uh, who are all conformists and worried about what will happen if they don't keep up with the latest fashion. And it, I found that one very clever as well. Um, but there's a whole bunch of range in terms of style and in terms of length. What would you say for people who may not have watched a block of short film before? Well, I think what I'd say about shorts in general is that there's something for everybody in this, in this festival. Um, you could pick up a block and if you don't like what you're watching, you know, there are probably... Uh, this year there are probably 10 or 15 films in the block so you can you can skip ahead you can uh, you know you can watch the Q&A's or not you can watch the films in any order you like uh, it's nice to be able to dip in and out of the program over the week when you have time um, I think our shortest film is about three minutes long and you know the longest one would be about 20 minutes so uh, it's 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 very much like a I don't know like a salad bar I guess of a film where you can just sort of fill your plate up and, uh, and go back when you're ready for more. Can you talk me through the process of buying tickets? Um, this virtual world, um, some of us might be used to already, but some people may not. So you go to the Shorts That Are Not Pants website, you, yeah. cho you choose your block, and then what happens? Uh, the blocks uh, all have individual pages, and uh, there's a, a button you can click to unlock I guess is the word they're using, unlock the block. And, okay. uh, and then the film has a playlist that would appear down the right side of your screen. And you can, you can just let the program play in, what, in, in its order, or you can choose the films, you know, you can skip ahead. It's, it's very much like watching a, a, a playlist on YouTube or something like that. Um, there's also a way to watch it on your television. If you have an Apple TV or a Roku, uh, there are, are apps uh, or the, the platform that we're using, which is called Eventit. Do you need to set up an account, first of all? Or is it done through guests, or how is it done? Um, when you buy your tickets, you, you basically will set up an account, and you'll have a login, and the login will, will uh, keep track of your pass or your tickets. And how can people pay? You can use a Visa or MasterCard or, or whatever you've got. That sounds um, like something that people can definitely investigate. Mm -hmm. So James, um, putting you on the spot now, um, this is a fundraiser. So what does it mean to you to have a community radio station like CIUT available to you? Oh boy, you guys have been such a big supporter of our festival uh, from the beginning, uh, probably from before we were actually uh, an annual festival. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that, that are going on that get a lot of press and, you know, there's, there's the big blockbuster movies and stuff, but there's a lot of work going on in the, the corners, in the margins. And I think it's, it's essential for community radio to, to shine a light on that. Well, thank you for that. And James, thank you for joining me and talking about shorts that are not pants. Thank you, Donna. The Shorts That Are Not Pants Film Festival runs November 13th to the 22nd. If you donated in advance at www.ciut.fm 
and listed the more the merrier as the show you wish to support, then your name will be entered into a draw for an all-access pass to the Shorts That Are Not Pants Film Festival, which means that for the remainder of the festival, that means until the 22nd, you will have access to the festival. I will be doing the draw Wednesday, November 18th at 5 p.m., and the lucky winner will be notified. I want to thank James McNally, the founder of Shorts That Are Not Pants Film Festival, for his donation. Hi, this is James McNally, the festival director of Shorts That Are Not Pants Film Festival. Please make a donation to CIUT, and be sure to share that you support The More The Merrier. You can make your donation at www.ciut.fm. In putting together today's show, I wanted to highlight the areas that I cover here on The More the Merrier. In case this is your first time that you are tuning in to the show. Spoken word, music, film, and theater. Those are the prime areas that I cover here on the show, but I also venture into the arts at large. For today's show, the theatrical example that I'll be sharing with you is Theatre of the Beat, which is usually a touring company but has now gone virtual like everything else in this COVID year. Cedric Martin and Kimberly Walker joined me not too long ago to talk about Yellow Bellies, the Canadian Mennonite conscientious objectors. This time, communications manager Lindsay Middleton joins me to talk about their latest initiative called Unmute. While it deals with the issue of domestic abuse during COVID, it also offers some opportunity for talkbacks and changes in the scenario that are quite um, interesting. Again, in support of The More the Merrier and What I Do, www.ciut.fm, be sure to list The More the Merrier as the show that you wish to support. Thank you. It's my pleasure to welcome back Theatre of the Beat, uh, represented this time by Lindsay Middleton, who is one of the playwrights, along with Cedric Martin and Kimberly Walker, of Unmute. So, Lindsay, first, your first time here on the show, but not the first for Theatre of the Beat, so welcome. Thanks for having me, Donna. I'm excited to be here. So this is our fundraising show, and I've been trying to keep it light and even, but, you know, this show also tackles some difficult subjects, and one of those that's going to be represented today is um, the impact of um, gender-based violence during this COVID time, and mm-hmm. Unmute is what Lindsay's here to to share with you. So, Lindsay, take it away and introduce uh, Unmute to the listening audience today. Yeah, so Unmute was commissioned by DART, Domestic Assault Response Team of Waterloo Region and the Waterloo Region Crime Prevention Council, which consists of Women's Crisis Center of Waterloo Region and Keeping Families Safe um, and is produced in partnership with MCC. So the piece uh, was written in response to the rise of gender-based violence during COVID-19 and they reached us to reached out to us at Theatre of the Beat and asked us if we would be willing to write a piece that kind of lives in the world of Zoom. And originally, it was actually supposed to premiere on the radio, uh, tying into how important the arts are and community radio stations are and how you can reach such a wide network of people. And 
obviously with COVID happening, it kind of made it a bit complicated to get actors into a studio to do something like that. So we decided to move the piece online to Zoom. So we are premiering the piece on November 23rd. And we will have subsequent showings on November 25th, which is also the United Nations International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women. And we have two other shows on December 3rd and 5th. And all of these shows are free of charge, thanks to our incredible sponsors. So anyone can attend. I was just going to ask, um, so how can people access this? Mm-hmm. So you can go to our website, which is theaterofthebeat.ca, and right there on our front page, or you can click to our show page for unmute. All of the registration links for each date is there. You can attend all four performances if you like. All the shows are at 7.30 EST. So whether you're over in Australia, you could tune in if you wanted to. Um, it might be a bit early for you, but yeah, it's welcome to all. We do say that um, there's a bit of a content warning for um, people 14 years of age or older to um, attend and after the show we do um, a big chat with industry professionals who are going to help our audiences learn ways that they can um, help participate in changing the story and changing it through forum theater so we're really excited about that collaboration tell me more about that how is that going to work Yeah, so the piece is a forum theater piece. So what that means is all of the performers play through the show one time and then we redo it again. And the audience is able to say stop and either step into the shoes of the performer and act out the scenes with the other actor who was in character the whole time and try and rewrite the history of the show. So forum theater pieces always end badly and then the audience is there to kind of have a rehearsal for reality um, and play it through again and find ways to intervene and make sure that these things don't happen again. So we're excited to equip our audiences with ways to reach out to friends and family and loved ones that they think might be going through something like this, um, provide them with resources of places they can go to themselves or direct loved ones to, and also step into the shoes of what it would be like to have that conversation. So we're really excited about this project. We think it's quite timely and very important um, with everything going on in our world. So yeah, we're excited. Yeah, it's been a concern of mine as well uh, because uh, with uh, people being restricted in in movement, it's been mm-hmm. a concern of mine in terms of uh, people who are being um, abused and not being able to not thinking they are not able to to reach out to anyone. It's also a concern of mine in terms of the children as well, who don't have um, spaces that they can necessarily go to um, in the usual ways. So I thank you for uh, putting unmute. Um, mm-hmm. on and calling it unmute as mm-hmm. well. So yeah, we definitely wanted to give voice um, to the voiceless is a lot of work that Theater of the Beat does. We work a lot in social justice based um, community building areas and we try and uh, find the intersection between arts and community, much like I feel like you do on your show as well and bring people together and find a way to make a change through the, with art. 
It's uh, interesting that you use uh, give a voice to the to the voiceless because that was what that was our motto way back in the day, CIUT. Really? <clears throat> yes. Oh, really? I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, giving a voice to the voiceless is what uh, it's what our station is all about, and we used to use that more um, earlier in CIUT's history. So it was interesting to hear you um, use the phrase now because we continue to play that to play that role. And mm-hmm. I think people have come to recognize that um, there is a need and there's a need for platforms like CIUT, like what you do, like Theater of the Beat, um, mm-hmm. to uh, share these issues and put them at the forefront um, where people mm-hmm. can participate as you're, uh, you're doing with, um, with Unmute. So um, yeah, uh, that's, what our, that's what's so great about fundraising here at CIUT is that people can then have the chance to um, support our station, support the more the merrier, and also support you at the same time by listening. And mm-hmm. um, so how were you able to make this uh, a free event, Lindsay? So because of our um, sponsors, they wanted to reach as wide of an audience as possible, which where the original idea to do it on radio came from, because they were like, we want to reach outside of our circles, outside of the people that we normally interact with. So what if we put it on the radio? Again, unfortunately, COVID has kind of restricted that for us. So we said, well, what about Zoom? Because then we can reach globally. We can surpass timelines. Um, So yeah, through the very generous sponsorship um, of our producing partners, we've been able to offer these four shows this year for free. And we're hoping to have more shows in 2021. Um, Yeah, which we're really excited about. And um, Yellow Bellies, which was uh, my mm-hmm. first introduction to Theatre of the Beat, um, you learned how to do things uh, with audio. Mm-hmm. So you sort of had that practice already. Very yeah. good, very good <laughs> practice, mind you. But uh, yeah, you're becoming regulars. Yeah. We've had to quickly adapt. Our company primarily um, financially lived off of touring. So COVID, we very quickly had to learn how to adapt and find a new way to uh, keep working in this new world that we're living in. So yeah, we made the audio drama Yellow Bellies and Unmute is uh, going to be turned into a podcast as well. So if people aren't able to tune into the Zoom shows, there will be a podcast released uh, probably in early 2021. So Lindsay, you're part of the cast. Yeah, I am as well. I'm wearing a lot of hats. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me about your role or is it roles? So I am playing two roles. Um, Our casting process was really interesting because we have two couples in the script. And again, due to COVID uh, restrictions, we needed to find performers who are coupled with another performer, whether that's their roommate or their partner. Um, So my partner and I are one of those couples and I play the wife and the daughter. Um, And the house has become our set. Uh, So we are running from room to room, doing quick changes on the fly. And it definitely still feels a lot like theater um, while we're doing this and recreating a school inside the hallway and finding uh, a new study den in the front room, which used to be nothing at all. So 
yeah, we're definitely uh, getting a full degree in theater right now. It seems like <laughs> even though there is a lot of technology at play, which has been a really interesting part of rehearsals and just uh, navigating all the tech that comes along with moving everything online has been, I think, the biggest learning curve for everyone. So we're actually going to see Peek Inside Your House? <laughs> yes, you are. You are indeed. <laughs> yeah, it's a new world we're all living in. But I think a lot of performers are really itching to work right now. So even the idea of, oh, you want to see my hallway? You want to see my closet? Sure, no problem. I just want to perform. So yeah, you get a little for some reason. Yeah, for some reason, I thought this was going to be all audio. But, uh, oh, you've really taken on a challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the four performances in November and December are through Zoom. And it's all, it's like what it would be like if someone in your life was um, suffering in this situation and how people react and whether you're FaceTiming or you're having a Zoom or you're on a virtual golf game with your friends and something said that just doesn't sit right with you. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be depicting all of that, which is really exciting. Yeah, we're very proud of this project. Now I understand why you have to be with a partner mm -hmm. uh, because you have to be with your bubble. Yeah, we have to sit side <laughs> by side in the same shot. So yeah, it was also like a really interesting casting um, process that uh, there's been a bit of that I've noticed as an actor, like commercials looking for real couples um, so that they can have people on set that are touching. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely been a, a real industry shift we've been seeing. So have you worked with uh, the other actors before? Uh, Duncan Gibson Lockhart, Francis Loisel, Calvin Peterson and Youssef, Youssef Zine. So I have never worked with any of them before. Um, I've seen some of them perform, uh, but it's definitely all been a new collaborative process with all of us together. And I'm just really grateful as a writer on the piece. Uh, it's definitely been also an interesting position being a writer and a performer and a staff member um, on the show and wearing a lot of hats. But I've been really impressed at how willing and open all the other performers are and how quick they are to adapt and how effortlessly they picked up all the nuances of the script so it's just been really exciting um even when I'm not in a scene I'm always just sitting there watching so yeah so who, so who is your process. who is your partner so my partner is Calvin okay so yeah we've been doing rehearsals together which is uh, it's also a new frontier in doing a show with your partner it is uh really fun and really cool and just getting to talk about the show all the time, <laughs> all these little bits and minutes and making uh, this afternoon, we're going to be making some of the props for the show. Uh, so we're going to be doing crafts all day. So it's just, it's really fun. Wow. Okay. So you're, it's in your home, you're making crafts, you're acting in the show, <laughs> you're a playwright and you're the communications manager as well. Yes, I am. <laughs> Well, Lindsay, uh, I'm going to let you go to your crafts. Thank <laughs> you for joining me to uh, record this segment for our fundraising show. I look forward to, to seeing Unmute and seeing how I interact with, yeah, with all of you. Yeah, come on out to the show. We'd love yeah. to have you. 
Okay, so people can just go to theaterofthebeat.ca and and how do they join? So the registration links are right on the front page. It says click here uh, with the date attached to it and then it will take you to a short little form you fill out and then it will automatically send you the Zoom link for the show that you can just keep in your inbox until you decide to tune in on whichever night you choose. Lindsay, thank you again for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much, Donna. And thank you for all the work you do in bringing the community together. Hey, everyone, this is Lindsay Middleton here from Theater of the Beat. And if you are enjoying community radio as much as I am, you can donate by going to www.ciut.fm. Be sure to list the more the merrier as the show you wish to support. Any amount helps. Okay, so here is a rundown of the list of prizes that are exclusive to my show, The More the Merrier. We've got period and lessons from my daughter, courtesy of Dwayne Morgan. We've got We Like to Party EP, courtesy of Giles. And we have the All Access Festival Pass from James McNally of Shorts That Are Not Pants Film Festival. And we also have the CD Whiskey Kisses by Alex Bird. And Alex was my guest last week and you heard his music during this show. Shout out to my guest for contributing to this show. You can find Dwayne Morgan at DwayneMorgan.ca. Ticket link to When Brothers Speak, CYA Live, but you can also get it from Dwayne's website as well. You can find Giles at GilesMusic.com, G-Y-L-E-S Music.com. James McNally and find out all about the Shorts That Are Not Pants Film Festival at ShortsNotPants.com. Lindsay Middleton from Theatre of the Beat. You can find her at TheatreOfTheBeat.ca. And for Alex, you can find him at alexbird.net. Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to my guests. And please encourage your friends to donate as well. Our goal is $100,000 for CIUT. Any amount helps. www.ciut.fm. Thank you.